FSU absolutely dominates LSU last night. So let's talk some football. You are Locked On Seminoles, your daily podcast on the Florida State Seminoles. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back into another edition of Locked On Seminoles. I am your host, Brian Smith. Thank you to the everydayers that make this show so great. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Network, your team every day. Today's show is sponsored by FanDuel. FanDuel, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more right now. New customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com locked on to get started. So today's episode, this is, this is what you live for, right? Big game, maximum hype, fan base that you're going up against. It's very confident and you beat them down. Florida State put the hammer on them straight up. No ifs, no ands, no buts. I'm going to get into stats a little bit towards the end of segment one and throughout the rest of the show. But just from a eyeball test, this team is a national title contender. There's no doubt. I mean, I put that question up there on the segment for those of you watching on YouTube. But the three segment that I have, the little notes on the side here say FSU a national title contender. Two is Keon Coleman dominates, not really in question. I'm going to go into a little detail about why I think it happened, and he backed this up. So this this will be straightforward. But then the third segment may not get as much credit as it should, and I'm going to go into some detail there. Florida State's defense, it dominates. So let's start off with the national title contender. Why do I say that? Well, here's here's number one. This proclamation is not – really that difficult when you start with this. Jordan Travis makes clutch plays. I'm going to give you a couple of statistics and then talk about them in a more sensical way as well. Number one, in the second half, LSU comes out of halftime, up 17 to 14, close game, and I'll get into some stats there too. But Florida State immediately took control. They get the ball. They do the right things. They're balanced. They they connect. It's, it's mentally locked in, right? Nine out of 10 in the second half. Okay, 90%, three touchdowns. And more importantly, this is the sensical part. I mean, LSU has talent, right? Up front, linebacker, et cetera. Now, they had some problems at corner, which yours truly had brought up constantly last couple of weeks. And, of course, the LSU fans on my YouTube were bitching and moaning, but they're nowhere to be found right now for the most part. There's like one guy came back and said thanks. But other than that, they're it's crickets over there. And the reason is, quite frankly, Keon Coleman, Johnny Wilson, everybody, Destin Hill, they all made catches to move the chains, to make big plays. Of course, I'll get into Keon specifically in segment two. He deserves his own segment. But they dominated in big play moments. And then as the game wore on, the Knowles offensive line slowly, it wasn't the quickest maturation, they beat on LSU and took their will. You do those things that combination offensively, you're you're in you're in pretty good shape. And then defensively, I thought the biggest the biggest thing was there early in the game, fourth down. 
I mean, you could make an argument the biggest play in the game is fourth down inside the five. Why not? LSU, in my opinion, made the right call. Brian Kelly, hey, man, we're better than you. We got five starters back. We got Jaden Daniels, great runner. We've got Malik Neighbors at receiver, et cetera. Let's go. We got Mason Taylor at tight end. They got personnel. Four State was just better. Especially the interior of the D-line as a group was the number one unit. Number one in the game last night for either side as a unit. Now, player, it's, you got to give it to Keon. He had three touchdowns. Unit, Knowles, interior D-line. They absolutely came up huge on fourth downs, and that is that is critical. It's like a turnover. And they also made it difficult for Daniels to give, you know, that RPO is really hard for linebackers, especially if you're getting guys in front of you, getting pushed back in your face, you can't see. You give Daniels an extra crack, peace out. He had the one long run. He's a special, special talent. I don't think many people realize just how physically gifted he is. That's not a that's not an easy guy to get by um, when you're looking at a play coming up and you think it might be a run. So that D-line holding the attack, getting a lot of stalemates and even penetration, big advantage for the Florida State Seminoles. Now, the other thing here, I'm going to go into some stats. Let's talk a little bit about the ability with, with Jordan Travis compared to Daniels. Both were pretty good in the first half but they had a couple goofy throws or misses or whatever. But again, nine to 10 in the second half for Jordan. And he ended up uh, hitting 12 of his last 13 overall at the end of the second quarter throughout. I mean, that's, that's like 92%, 93%. You just really can't do much better. That led to the next thing. When LSU would really come after him, which wasn't quite as much as I thought they would. They didn't quite, especially once he got hot in the second half, he still wasn't just throwing the ball up for grabs. If they dropped, he was patient. He would extend the play. Didn't throw the football, quote-unquote, in harm's way in the second half. That that one interception earlier in the game was just atrocious. There, there's no way around it. And then he had another one that should have been picked as well. Just two boneheaded plays. It happens, but a lot of guys let that get in their head. They really do. Jordan Travis did not, to his credit. They settled him down. He started making good reads, and if it wasn't there, he either ran, threw it away, or at least put the ball in a position where the only person that was going to get to it was a Florida State receiver. And what I just defined is what National Football League scouts look for. I don't know what happened and why it transpired. That's something that Norvell and those guys might talk about, but that's incredible. You cannot have a situation any better than that. So um, a couple of other notes here, just looking at some stats real quick. Going over the game numbers, it it's surprising. If you see this like a flash, you'd think this was a really close game, but they had 293 at half, talking about LSU. They end with 460, so they get less than 200 in the second half, and that includes the 75-yarder at the end for a touchdown that, quite honestly, was just meaningless. Force they put in some younger players that weren't ready, and they got beat on a big touchdown. But here's the other key. Third downs, three out of ten. Three out of ten. That is brutal for LSU. And then over three on fourth downs. 
those are like turnovers. Again, you got you cannot put it any other way. It's that in between. You get zero points driving the ball inside the five. You get zero points having an opportunity to make big plays on a fourth down. When FSU had a fourth down opportunity, they get the throw out in the flat, wide open. Kafili makes his way down to the one-yard line. And then, of course, the null score right after Jordan Travis walks in. Those kinds of game-changing momentum plays went the way of the Knowles. Cannot be stated enough. Big plays, 100% advantage there. The other thing that I want to say is just consistency. There were plays LSU did well, and Florida State had busts. They're going to have to clean up some stuff. But, they, again, they as a team, they didn't let it mentally get over on them, and that's critical. You're not going to win every matchup very easily. You're not going to win every matchup against a team like LSU in general. They would go to the next play, and that's that's what you hear all the time. Play the next play. You can't change the past. LSU did that. All of that together shows experience, shows talent, obviously, and it shows chemistry, run fits, blocking, all of it, playmaking after the catch. That is a national title contender. That is why I'm saying I wanted to see this game before I just threw out that proclamation going into last week's game. you got to prove it to me. I'm a, I'm a prove-it guy. They did it last night. Hats off to Florida State. And Florida State fans should rejoice in that because it's just flat out earned. I don't know where they're going to be ranked. I'll talk a little bit about that later this week, but I'm not worried about it too much. This early in the year, there's not going to be another team that has a game with anywhere near as much importance as a W. Florida State's going to move up. No mistake. Where at, I don't know. Uh, they're going to end up, if they go 11 and 1, 12 and 0, they're going to get in the playoff, and th- these things will take care of themselves. But National title contender, no question. The Florida State Seminoles belong in that conversation for sure. Now, the next thing I want to talk about, athletic brewing. Athletic brewing, now time for your team. as Just like with the big plays last night, athletic brewing could be that for you. The next time you get a chance to watch a game, check out their beers. They've got an <clears throat> award-winning beers and – Crafts, sours, IPAs, you name it, they have it. Over 50 different styles. They're consistently releasing limited edition experimental styles to add to their variety. You can find Athletic Brewing Company's non-alcoholic brews at a store near you or buy online at athleticbrewing.com. First-time customers can use Locked On to get 15% off your first online order. That's Locked On at checkout for 15% off at athleticbrewing.com. Exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company, a fit for all times. Now, let's let's talk a little bit about segment two's key here, and we're just going to get straight into it. Keon Coleman is a freaking dude. He earned it. He absolutely earned it. What are you going to do when there's something like this in front of you where you've got these different DBs, you don't know really who's going to start? I think, I think there's a couple ways to kind of venture into that. But the way Jordan Travis and Keon played it is they just didn't care. My guy's better than yours. He, and I'll give Jordan some credit in the postgame press conference. I'm sure he talked about it more. But right after the announcers, you know, they talked going into it. And then the, Jordan just said, hey, you know, I trust him. He's, he's, he makes my job easier. 
and Lord have mercy, that he did. The other thing that's really unique here, it wasn't just that he caught, I mean, maybe it's me. He made it look freaking easy. That touchdown in the back end on the slot fade. Major Burns is right there. He's got his hands up between the two arms. Up between both of Keon's arms. And he still couldn't get it away from him. Keon is physically ready. He's mentally ready. And he seems pretty humble, to be honest with you. Based on the press conference that he, a little talk that he did with the ACC Network afterwards, I was watching some of that. That's awesome. I'm really impressed with his overall makeup. And he goes, he's a big reason why, by the way, that they are a national title contender. Let's just throw that in there. You're going to have all kinds of difficulties anyway with just Johnny Wilson. But now with him, you have, in my opinion, as good a one-two punch as there is in the country. Maybe even the best overall receiver group because one-two is so good that at the high end, I mean, Johnny had a couple drops last night. That has to go away. That's something you got to say it. He's got to stop dropping the football, but he still makes it difficult catches. It's bizarre. If they can consistently play at a high level, though, this team's going to score 35 or more on any defense. Georgia, Alabama, LSU, Southern Cal, Oklahoma, Miami, whatever team is in front of them, they're going to they're going to score. You know, playoffs, Clemson and Death Valley. Right now, I I, I predicted anyway. Just thought Florida State is kind of time. They're going to drop 35 or more against Clemson. There's a little proclamation for the future. I don't know if they'll win yet. I haven't seen Clemson play. I'll, I'll watch them tonight. But that's a game that Florida State has a great chance to win. Who's going to guard Keon? It's going to be the number one question. Number one for each defensive coordinator when they prepare for the Knowles. And that changes your run looks, your blitz packages, or not. Whether or not you're even really going to come after them. Some team, there's going to be a team this year that just says the heck with it. They're just going to play cover three, soft as soft as jelly. And let the Knowles run the football between the 20s and try to force them to throw into tight windows and hope Jordan's not on that day in the red zone. Some teams are going to do that. That's how scared they're going to be of the combination with Johnny Wilson on one side and Keon on the other. And they move Keon around. That's another little note. He was tremendous. So let me see Keon, 122 yards, three touchdowns, solid, <laughs> nine catches. Um, he had 52 yards, 52 after contact. 52 yards for a game in general is good. After contact, that's phenomenal. And remember, he caught a fade ball where there was zero. That one play right off the bat, he couldn't even get yards after catch. But it was still the most physical play he arguably made of the evening because, again, he's going up against a guy that's probably going to get paid some money to play football at some point in safety major Burns for LSU. He's a pretty good player. Now, the other thing about this, this is one of my favorite things about football. It's why the analytics and why the measurements for what a team can do in projections is so much fun. LSU has a pretty darn good front. And for the most part, they held FSU down until the end. And then Florida State just completely mowed over them in the fourth quarter. They, LSU was mentally done. The hit, by the way, down the sideline there at the end uh, – was pretty impressive and it just LSU player gets run over. That was hilarious. I think that teams now are going to see the full throttle effect of Keon Coleman in the passing game, completely opening up the rushing attack. 
going back and looking at statistics. It's one way to do it, but this is still more philosophical in my perspective. Florida State's rushing numbers here. We'll just throw some out. Benson, 12 carries for 47. Uh, Jordan had the one touchdown, seven carries for 38. Five carries for 29 for Hill. He's the one that just clobbered the LSU defensive back, by the way, in the fourth quarter. So Feely had the big reception. Don't forget about that. But he had six carries for 20 yards. One carry for four for Bell and he score. That was a nice play call. Span had a, one carry for four yards, team two for minus four. They have a balance. We talked about the depth going into last week's game or in last week's preparation for this game. And we didn't really know how it would play out. They only go and get four yards of carry. And most of it was in the second half. They didn't run the ball particularly well in the first half. And again, give credit to, to LSU. They certainly deserved that. But at the same time, if you look at the first half, these are the stats for the first half. LSU had 293 and Florida State 213. The Knowles only had 39 yards on the ground, 11 carries, three and a half yards of tote. Eh. LSU had the one big runs. So this is a little inflated. They averaged five and a half yards and 105 yards total in the first half. They were impressive. Florida State did not give up, and they kept running. That's good, but moving forward, the RPO game and the run game in general because of Keon and Johnny, teams are going to be in really, really tough spots. You cannot put that in any other way than to say, good luck to you. It's going to be hard. So I'm very excited about it, seeing what teams do. Those overhead shots that you see on TV or if you're in the stadium at Doak or whatever, Take a look at where the safeties line up. You're going to see wider formations. You're going to see more safeties back, and teams are going to be in trouble against Keon. But every now and then, somebody, I'm curious to see who's got the guts to play some man. Will there be anybody? Maybe Clemson. That's my guess, and that'll just be in spots. But it is what it is. So um, also of note, I really enjoyed on Friday, we started a show here at Locked On called College Football Kickoff Live. It's from 11 to 1 p.m. live every Friday. Again, that's 11 to 1 teams that are going to have big matchups, like obviously the Florida State LSU game. They had me on as a segment. You can go back and check it out. These kinds of things are going to be every week for us. We'll probably have other special editions and different things coming up later in the year for the playoffs, etc. But right now, we're just getting started. You have guests from any different team you can imagine. SEC, ACC, Big Ten, whatever. We're going to talk college football. Dion, whatever it is you want to hear about, it's going to be on there. So make sure you check it out. Locked on Live, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern every Friday. Locked on College YouTube channel. This is going to be every week. I cannot stress that enough. And I I think it's fun. Uh, A lot of the guys they have on there do a great job. Different people. Caroline Fenton, who runs the LSU site came on before me make sure you check it out and have some fun with that all right before i rack up or wrap up segment two one other thing to denote here florida state was consistent last night right they got after it got to the quarterback made him move his feet got some sacks did some good things all of that helped Keon. all these stats that i talked about or a result, in it, they play off of one another. You get a lead, the defensive line gets going. You hit a big run, that opens up the passing game. All these things play off each other. It's part of college football, right? 
totally is. But how many people can say as a fan of whatever team you want, they can say, my guy is as good as Keon Coleman. Just think about that for a second. Be objective. Be objective. How many wide receivers make one-on-one plays, one after the other, like Keon Coleman? That's a limited, limited addition of players. That young man came over from Michigan State, acclimated quickly, and he earned it. I don't think there's going to be more than a couple of games this year you're going to see a receiver dominate in one-on-ones quite like that on a big stage. It's going to be hard. I mean, it's not out of the question, but my goodness, that's that's a rare situation. And think about Florida State's history. I'm saying that. You can't. You can't really pick a guy to have a bigger game than that on that stage. I mean, you just can't. I don't even know how to put it into words. And he just just so ho-hum about it after the game. You got to give Keon a lot of credit. That's that's not normal, man. But that also shows a little bit of the maturity and the natural togetherness this team has. Uh, like Jordan talked about after the ball game, I love this team more than anything else. I think they they truly feel that way. Like, this is a unit, not just Jordan. That's my opinion. Keon bought in immediately. This is how you win at a high level. It's not just talent. It's together. Keon is part of that bond. He is a part of that glue. Good for him, and he makes the team better in every other way. The defense, the run game. Obviously, Jordan appreciates him, throws it up, and he goes and gets it. He gave him chances, and he delivered, man. Bottom line, name me a better receiver after week one in all of college football than Keon Coleman. I mean, you you could make an argument for some some guys, maybe Evan Stewart, but he went up against New Mexico, not exactly LSU. This this guy right here, Keon Coleman, he's my vote. You all can vote for whoever you want too. So I think that it's uh, rather interesting that we have a situation like that and Florida State fans should revel in it a little bit. It's not easy. It's it's not easy. There's only so much you can do to make it happen. I don't think there's going to be much the Florida State fans can knock on him. So make sure that you have the opportunity to do the right thing kind of look around at some other stats and stuff just for fun. I know you're Florida State fans if you're watching this, but you're going to be happy with it because you're not going to find a player better than Keon. Just saying it, it's going to be pretty hard to come up with. Uh, he's he's that kind of guy. All right. Get ready for NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sports book right now. New customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all new customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use, and you can be on everything from spreads to player props and more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with an offer you don't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the 
NFL. Let's talk a little bit about the Seminoles' defense. They deserve credit, too. The first segment, national title contender. Offense is fun to talk about, but I've been continuously bringing up the defense throughout segment one and segment two, and now this is the whole crux of it right here. Number one is they're just clutch. I, I brought up very beginning. I did this intentionally. The fourth down stop. LSU's offense in the first half was pretty damn good. 293 yards, you don't suck, okay? They got, they've got talent. Two points. Number one, FSU, they, they had players that stepped up in key moments, and you also have to give credit to the staff. They figured out something, whatever it is, especially with that interior D-line. All the guys for FSU. And then the linebackers fill in as well. I'm not going to take anything with them, but it starts with those interior D-linemen. They rotated a lot of guys. We talked about the Knowles depth. Holy cow. They had guys coming off the edge in pressure, and I get that. But they also did a really good job of just making a second and eight, second and seven. LSU, as, as an offense, you always want to get four yards. That's the minimum if you run the ball on first down. That is the objective. It's an old school theory. If you get at least four, you're ahead of the chains. That's that's a saying. LSU struggled in that regard. And it struggled more as the game went on. Now, they hit a couple of runs. Jaden had one. I forget. I think it might have been Trey Bradford, but I can't remember that one of the running backs hit the big play before half and is up with the field goal. FSU has to clean that up. But again, they just came back and just mentally just so freaking dialed in, man. You don't see that every day. A lot of teams, when they struggle early in the game, especially against a squad like LSU, and it's game one on national TV, the defense goes in the tank. Even with the 75-yarder, they give up less than 200 in the second half and a couple other points. Number one, neighbors, he had a couple of plays, but by and large, they didn't give up the over the top to it. That was my biggest concern with him specifically. He's a good route runner. He's athletic. He's got good hands. He's going to make catches. For the most part, they wrapped him up, and they didn't let him just zig and zag through the defense. Like, let's be honest, Florida State's receivers and running backs, once they were on the second level in comparison to LSU, Florida State's offensive skill players completely outplayed LSU's at the second level when they're kind of making guys miss or at least had the chance. LSU had a couple of busts. I mean, guys just wide open down the field. That's different. LSU struggled in those situations. Florida State tackled better than LSU in those really critical areas where the ball's already 5, 10 yards down the field, and it's a head-up one-on-one. Your guy against theirs in a tackling situation, I thought Florida State was better. Very important. Number two, they just kept things in front of them for the most part. Again, the bust aside, LSU just wasn't throwing bombs and hitting on stuff. Is it perfect? No. But Florida State's secondary, still ha- while it still has a ways to go to get to where it needs to, Cypress and the different guys, they played well at, at times. Shaheem, all these guys, they have talent. Now, now it's just a little more because there were a couple of plays that were close, though, for LSU, to be completely honest. If you can get just one more key play here or there, they can beat anybody. Georgia, they can beat Clemson, they can beat anybody they go against. A big part of that, I mean, I know everybody wants to talk about offense. I think the offense, it's safe to say they're they're good. They're going to score 35 or more probably in every game this year if the key components stay healthy. 
It's kind of hard to imagine they don't. It's going to come down to the defense. Back to that first point about being a national title contender. Just a few things to clean up. They were good. Now they need to take that next step to be consistently dominant. They had really good plays, and they rose up. Now, is it a linebacker that gets a pick in a big game? Maybe it's a game Florida State's a little flat. It's going to happen at some point this year. Don't kid yourself. Norvell will talk about it to try to motivate him, but they're going to be flatter to door now against a couple of teams this year, maybe this next week. It's hard to get college kids mentally dialed in like the Knowles were this week. I, I would not, I don't know what the numbers are, and I'm not a betting guy. I would, I would uh, take the points in the underdog if I was betting, just straight up. That kind of situation, though, you can't allow it to get into being not only did they cover, hey, man, let's not screw around here, Southern Miss or whatever they put. They need to stomp them mentally. Don't give up big plays. Don't give up a bust down the field like they did to LSU. That's the difference because up front, they were consistent for the most part. They had the one run they gave away, but they now just really have to clean up a few plays. And you're talking about a top 15 defense somewhere in there. You want to say top five or whatever. I don't know. I, I don't think you can yet because of the bus, but they have the potential to be and the depth is part of it. I want to read off a couple of key stats here that are really important to me before we wrap this up. Number one, the defense overall, Bethune led the team in tackles with nine. Not, not exactly shocking. Dent had five. Jones had five. Green four, Peyton four, Thomas four, Cypress four, Brown four. A really balanced group. Seeing a lot of DBs that tackled well. That's another thing. I keep coming back to that. It worries me every year for any team. Just watching football, I like to see good football. Fall camps come to a close and teams don't tackle quite as much. They just don't want injuries for that first game. Florida State's players tackle pretty darn well, all things considered. So I'm pretty impressed with what they did. Now, the only thing left to say with this, would I like to see more sacks? Yeah, sure. Uh, Florida State had five, and a few of them were kind of in situations where LSU knew they had to throw the football, and they got after them. And I'm not I'm not bitching about five sacks, but I think they could have actually even had more. Part of that is Jaden Daniels being really athletic, too. But they were chipping. They were doing different things on the edges. But they, they still found ways to get home just with effort. And that's really important. So I'm impressed overall with Florida State's defense. I think they have a chance to be special. So let's see what they do this next week. Are they mentally dialed in after a big win? Very important. If they can do that, it adds to the theme of Florida State being a national title contender. Thank you once again for making Locked On your network. Locked On Seminoles, your first listen each and every day. I'm Brian Smith. Thank you all very much. Have a great day. Great afternoon.